Hey, hey, everybody, it's me, Jamie Hammond, with Fifth on the Daily. Happy Friday. It's going to be a good weekend. I hope you enjoyed this past week with us. Um, send me your questions over the weekend at Fifth with a 5thdaily at gmail.com. If you have any questions, any suggestions for the show, anything you'd like me to talk about, and hey, I might just do it. But I want to jump right into this, and today's topic might sound a little bit interesting. What got me thinking about it is I was reading a verse from a chapter that you might be hearing me teach from a little bit more over the past, over the next couple weeks, Psalm chapter 84, and it was the very first verse that got me thinking of this. It was actually, uh, it got me thinking about something I studied probably a year or two back, and I'll tell you what that is in just a second, but Psalm chapter 84, you'll hear more of this in the weeks to come, but Psalm chapter 84, verse 1, it says, how Beloved, or how beautiful are your tabernacles? In other words, your habitations, where God is, where he chooses to be. And it says, how beautiful, how beloved are the places that you choose to be, O Lord of hosts. And can I just make that beautiful statement right there? Let me reinforce that point that how beautiful, wherever Jesus is, it might not look beautiful right away, but I can tell you that from this verse, wherever Jesus is, he will make it beautiful. That's why that verse says, acknowledge him in Proverbs, acknowledge him. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will smooth out your paths. Truth of the matter is, in order for you to acknowledge Jesus, he has to be acknowledgeable, meaning that Jesus is with you whether you realize it or not. But there is power, un, very underrated power in simply realizing that Jesus is with you, walking with you, directing your path. The moment that you see him with you, that you acknowledge him. Like we've been talking about the past few days, he smooths out your path. He makes his dwelling place beautiful. And today's going to be a little bit shorter. I want to get straight to the point. But this reminded me of something that I studied in Ephesians. And I want to clarify something because this is a verse that I think has brought some trouble to some people, meaning It's been hard for some people to understand. And it's Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. We've talked about this particular prayer before that the Apostle Paul prays. And here's what he says. He says, for this cause, I bow my knees. Don't forget, the Apostle Paul is praying right now. I bow my knees under the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. So he prays that there would be a glorious giving about to happen. And what was this giving that he wanted to happen? That you'd be strengthened with might by his spirit 
in the inner man. So you would be inwardly strengthened in order that Christ would dwell in your hearts by faith. Now, that's what I want to look at. Verse 17, it says that Christ would dwell in your hearts by faith. And this is actually where we get the commonly quoted statement. This is where we get the whole idea of whenever we preach the gospel to someone or ask someone if they would like to receive Jesus, this is what we get the idea of Jesus being in your heart from, Jesus coming into your heart. And actually, this verse is not referring to Jesus saving you whatsoever, actually. Because if we're to get technical, if we're to read this in context, it says that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man in order that Christ would dwell in your hearts by faith. That doesn't make any sense for the Holy Spirit to strengthen your insides, to do a work on the inside of you before Jesus comes in and even necessarily saves you. I can prove this point more because that word dwell, that Christ would dwell in your hearts by faith, it's not the regular word for dwell or just to live with you. Actually, that word dwell, that Christ would dwell in our hearts by faith, that is the Greek word used for someone to feel at home in, someone to feel comfortable in, someone to feel settled in. And this brings some interesting points because this tells me there are some hearts, there are some people that are Christians who believe in Jesus and believe what he did at the cross, yet still Jesus does not necessarily feel at home in their heart. And it's about to tell you what kind of heart Jesus feels at home in, where he feels comfortable, where he feels settled. And it says that Christ would dwell in your hearts by faith. Look at the very next point, that you being rooted and grounded in love, that you would be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ. Can I tell you that a heart that Jesus feels at home in is a heart that is rooted and grounded in his love for you. The more that you root and ground yourself in how much Jesus loves you, the more you put your faith in it, the more you rest in it, the more at rest Jesus actually feels in your heart. So, Jamie, what does that do for my life? What does that do for my life? Honestly, I got bills I have to pay. I've got things in my life that I need fixing in. I've got these different areas that I really need God to work. What does Jesus feeling at home and comfortable in my heart have to do with anything? Well, if we skip down a few verses, after it says you being rooted and grounded in love, in Jesus feeling at home in your heart, this is where we get the very commonly quoted verse that is put 
on high school kids' lockers. It is put over people's beds. It is put on computer screens. It is put on, on their iPhone backgrounds. It is this verse, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. Do you see that word now? It's a transition word. Now. In other words, after you heard what you just heard, now unto him. There are a lot of Christians skipping the first part. We skip right on to now unto him that's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. And we just hold on to that and we say, yes, I believe it. Now unto him that's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I can ask or think for my dreams and for my marriage and beyond anything I can think. And I hold on to that. And yet we don't see results because this is a transition from the first part. In the first part, before you see him do exceedingly abundantly above anything that you can ask or think, before that happens, you become rooted and grounded in Jesus's love for you. And the more you do that, the more at home he feels in your heart, the more rested he feels in your heart and watch him now unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ever ask or even think in your marriage, for your dreams, in your financial situation, in your body. If you need a miracle, God's going to do more than you can ever think. But first, your focus needs to be feeding on Jesus' love for you, and you'll watch as miracles just effortlessly happen for you. So today, I want to pray what the Apostle Paul prayed, and I want to pray that you really become rooted and grounded in Jesus' love for you. Let me pray with you. Father, I thank you. I pray that you really would strengthen us with your spirit in our inner men, inwardly, Lord on our insides, that you would strengthen our hearts to really understand how much God loves us. What a miracle that is, Lord, that we would actually have to be strengthened in our faith to see really how much you love us, to even comprehend it. And I pray that you would root everyone listening and ground, give us deep roots in your love for us, that we would know it, we would trust it, we would rest in it. And I thank you now unto you who's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think in anything and in any area that we need. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hey, hey, I'll be back tomorrow. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. I'll be back Monday and I got some announcements for you. Um, that you'll just have to wait and see. I love you so much. Thank you for tuning in today. I encourage you to be at the fifth service tonight because I have an announcement that I'd like to make that uh, it's kind of a big step that I'm taking in my life. So you just have to wait and see. I love you so much. Seriously, contact me at Jamie Hammond. No, wait, what? No, that's not my email. Contact me at fifth, fifthdaily at gmail.com. Hey, I love you so much. I'm James McBride Hammond III. Have a great day. 
I love you and have a great weekend. God bless you.